0: You need to own your true rhythms in order to make clear decisions about when is a good time to work on your business and when is a good time to do other things in your life and understand where your energy comes from and navigate all of that and make good decisions. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman, and great to have you here. Okay, today we are talking about the six rules of work-life balance as a female entrepreneur. So here's the thing. You know that you want it all, okay? Who doesn't want it all? Who's sitting there going, no, I don't really want it all. You want it all. You want to have a great business where you're making bank, making an impact, um, having a good time with your team, doing your brilliance in this world, like the stuff that is your genius uh, work, and having a, a delightful time in your business. And you want to have all the things in your personal life that you want a rock and body a great relationship a, with your your partner and with your kids if you have kids you want enough downtime you want enough engagement time you want to have deep and intimate relationships you want to have great energy you want to go on vacations and have a second house or move to a better house or you have desires in your life and you want more, right? You want to have it all. So how do you do that? And where does this idea of work-life balance come into play? Well, I'm going to give you six rules to help you become someone and continue to grow yourself into more and more on this on this uh path of being someone who has it all. Okay, does having it all happen immediately, like right away, like you just use these six rules and instantly you have it all? No. If you want instant gratification, I don't think you should listen to this right now. But if you want to put the thoughtfulness in, if you want to put the decision-making in, if you want to put the emotional love and effort into your life so that you can create a delightful life and know the the tools and the way forward to creating this again and again, whenever you up level, then listen up because this is the breakdown. Okay, let's start. Number one, this is the first rule to work-life balance as a female entrepreneur. It's knowing what done looks like. Okay, let me explain what I mean here. This is all about clarity. And I think there's an epidemic, in lack of clarity and lack of ability to make a decision for yourself. We have been taught so often to jump through hoops for other people and then we're stuck not excelling in our own lives, not actualizing the things that we want to actualize because we're jumping through these hoops and we haven't gotten clear about what we truly want in our life and in our business. So we, we abdicate responsibility and we just say, I'm supposed to not consciously, but unconsciously, subconsciously, we're supposed to just be reactive to the world out there, to other people. And you don't make a clear decision for yourself about what success looks like to you. Now, where are we looking at success? We're looking at success around our business. How much money do we want to make? How much time do we want to put into it? Um, we're looking at the the clarity in terms of our goals and our projects for our business. We're looking at clarity and what done looks like for the kinds of hires that we want to make, okay? The kind of um experience we want, in our business including and we'll get to this in a little bit in this this podcast what you want your daily rhythm to look like in your business you're not clear on that okay yet maybe you're clear i shouldn't assume that everyone's not clear because that's not true but you can always up your clarity here okay so you need to get clear about how you want it to be what your big desires are in your business and and you also have to look at this as what you, you want your personal life or your non-business related life. Now let's talk here for a moment about this. I have a real strong stance that you, you, you can't look at these separately. They have to be integrated. It doesn't mean that you have to do all your personal life and your business life all at the same time. That's crazy making. Okay. However, you can't look at the needs of your business separate from the needs of your personal life. And you can't look at the needs of your personal life separate from your needs of the needs of your business. And you have to have a holistic look at this and not just abdicate and say, oh, you know what? My. My kids need this, so I'm going to abdicate all my desires for my, the growth in my business. Or my partner wants this and I abdicate all of this. Or, um, my health requires this, so I don't do all of this. There's an, a negotiation there that needs to happen. And that requires that you get very clear and own your desires and what done looks like for the foreseeable future. You know, when I work with clients, we do, you know, large plans, then 90-day strategic plans, and then, you know, we work on figuring out what happens on the week, you know, weekly, what's what's your sprint, and then we look at, you know, how your day is show, showing up. And you have to get clear on all of those things. It can't just be wishful th- thinking. You have to start with clarifying, this is what I want, okay? What, what would done look like here? What do I truly want? And I actually think there's this epidemic of not making decisions around that. And I know that for me, when I started to really grow in this area, it was challenging because I was deferring to my husband. I was deferring to my team. I was deferring to what I saw other people doing. I was just deferring and I didn't have a clear desire of and clear idea and decision of how like what i I considered done in my business and in my uh personal life so that's the first place, and I think that you have to confront here this is a little mindset piece you have to confront here that you might be disappointed in yourself, okay I think people avoid making clear decisions. About what done looks like, because they're like, what if I say I want to spend this much time in my business and earn this much money, but I don't get that? Am I going to be disappointed? So I just won't make the decision. That's the lack of personal responsibility. Okay, you have to risk the potential for disappointment, and we're going to get into the the mindset frame for how to approach that um, later on in step number or rule number six. Okay. So moving on to rule number two, the rule here is know your rhythms. This again is about self-ownership. This is again about self-trust. This is again about self, self-authority. self Know your rhythms. Okay. How do you like to work? Uh, how did the, the rhythms of, of your life really work? Now, the challenge with this is that there are other people in your life. And I have two great examples of this. So you need to own your true rhythms in order to make clear decisions about when is a good time to work on your business and when is a good time to do other things in your life and understand where your energy comes from and navigate all of that and make good decisions. So you have to know your rhythms. That's a that's a, a key point. And now two examples of this, I'm gonna use myself as an example and a client uh, example that recently came up. So I, I recently asked a client who was in, overwhelm and feeling like she could never get ahead my words not hers and um feeling a lot of pressure from her husband about her desire to work on her business and one of the things we went back and forth about was i pushed her and i said how would you work if he wasn't around and i'm not saying ditch the husband i don't i don't think that's what she, i know that's not what she wants and that's not on the table However, how would you work if he wasn't around? How, how do you like to work? Because two things happen. One, we get reactive to other people and two, we abdicate responsibility. Going back to number, rule number one, you have to have cleared, um, clarity on what done looks like. And in this case, I'm talking about what your ideal rhythm looks like. You have to get clarity on that and know, like, if I, uh decide that my rhythm is like this and i set up my my work like this that's a decision i know what done looks like okay so a lot of people will abdicate responsibility for that and under the guise of they need this or he needs this or he wants this and you're not looking at what your true rhythms are so you have to do some deep diving into that for me i love waking up early in the morning I'm I'm an early to bed early to rise person. Having that quiet time in the morning is just essential for me. I do a ton of work. I I feel successful cuz I've gotten a, a ton done and then I get dressed, do my thing, and I start the 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 meetings for the day and that's a great rhythm. And then I I can go hard if necessary to the end of the day, but often I like to have the meetings end at two or three in the afternoon and have some spaciousness at the end of the day for various other things in my personal life or my professional life. And that's a great rhythm for me. I study in the evenings. Now, I used to study in the mornings. I've changed it over time. You might have a totally different rhythm because you have kids that need your attention from at at certain times of the day, right? So it's not an ignoring of uh, the desires for connection with partners or uh, kids, but it's an an acknowledgement first of what your ideal rhythm would be and then making an adjustment and seeing how these two things work together and clarifying what that's going to look like to to you. For me the example that I wanted to to share with you is that I am someone who likes to get a certain amount of work done during the week and I have my CEO times in in the mornings and I mentioned that already and I love Saturdays for I'm um, like I do some deep thinking, I get ahead of certain things, I get some stuff done. I love having a certain amount of time on Saturdays to get stuff done. And I know my rhythm that if I wait until Sunday to do whatever thing that I really wanted to work on, I won't do it. My energy on Sundays is ramp down, chill out time. Now my boyfriend's rhythm is just the opposite. He's like, I'm done Friday night. I'm done Saturday. I want to play Sunday. I need to get back to work. Okay. So we have opposite. We have opposite rhythms there. And so we navigate that. Okay. Sometimes I will say, I need to get some work done and he's taking time off and I'm, I'm doing my stuff on Saturday morning and he's all good with that. Um, I also don't work all day Saturday. It's not like a, uh, you know, 10 hour thing or anything. Um, but so anyways, it's something that, uh, you, you do need to, to recognize and not sacrifice just because someone else wants you to do it differently. You, there's always a solution. That's the thing that you really need to know there. Okay. Rule number three is take, The clarity from rule number one, executing rule number one, and the insights from rule number two around your rhythms and map your commitments to your calendar. Map the clarity of what done looks like this week to your calendar. If, if you don't actually map it to your calendar, you are setting yourself up for failure, not having enough time. Okay. And you, you have to have honesty about this and make adjustments. Either things come off your calendar. I'm not a, a fan of that. You can ask my team. I'm always about growth, not retraction. And, um, but sometimes things get, get taken off. Like this is not happening right now or projects get scrapped. Right, like they're they're either pushed off to next quarter or scrapped, or maybe the the things that you thought were essential are just not essential, so they get deleted from what your what what's on your plate. But ultimately, the real way to scale here is rule number four: get help, get support, hire people to help you. Okay. So rule number three is map it to your calendar so that you're super, super clear. Okay. That it's gonna, you're gonna have time to do what you want to do. Make it conscious. Do not, do not assume that everything's going to get done. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. That is a recipe for staying in the overwhelm. And it's not the topic of this, this Podcast, but I've spoken a lot about it in the past. And that is that your subconscious mind doesn't want you to change. And so it will keep you stuck in this overwhelm pattern. And you just have to own that you need to do things differently. Okay. And if you need help with that, definitely reach out to us because this is what we help people with. Like we get people who are classic overachievers who aren't being successful in their business at the level that they want, working at a much higher level so that they get this kind of ease that they want, but also the revenue. And the rest of their life becomes incredibly delightful, which is great. And they learn this this self-ownership and self-trust piece, but you have to be willing to change. It can't just be, oh yeah, it's fine, no big deal, I'm gonna keep doing what I've always done and assume I'm gonna get different results because it's just not true, okay? So number four is you do need to get help. So what does help look like? Help looks like, you know, housekeepers, ordering food delivery, having someone make food for you, having an executive assistant, having a personal assistant, having a mother's helper. That's all like personal life help. You you really need to look at that. You need someone, maybe you need someone to do the carpool, okay? And you can sacrifice that 10 or 15 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour with your kids because you'll be fully present when they arrive home. Maybe not. Maybe that's not the, the right thing for you. But you do need to figure out where you're going to get help. Who's doing the laundry? Does it have to be you, right? All of these things. Now, I can hear some of you going, but Amira, I don't have the money to hire these people. You need to start before you have the, the, the money. And there's a big and here. You have to do the needle moving work in your business so that you make more revenue. This is super essential. Okay. The idea of getting more help is that either it's allowing you to work on your business and do the needle moving work so that you make more money. Or it's allowing you to have more of the connection time, personal life time, family time that you desire. Both of those are critical in things that people want in their their lives. One allows you to make more money. If you're already making enough to put money towards getting help to free up your time in your personal life, fantastic. OK, go do that. But if you're cleaning the toilets and you could instead be making, say, a sales call, you can really see that it's more valuable for you to be putting your time and effort into the revenue generating Work in your business than the non-revenue generating work in your business. And you have to, it's like ripping off the bandaid. You have to pull the trigger on that. I, it was terrifying for me initially to hire a housekeeper. I, a lot of you are way beyond that, but some of you might be in that place already. I was like, who am I to get help like this? What will the neighbors think? And in fact, the neighbors did say, Oh, you got a, a cleaning service. Uh, right. And. That's silly. And I survived it and it was fine. And I'm so glad I did. And it allowed me to free up my time. Okay. So you need to get help. Maybe it's help with personal training, whatever it is. Okay. Then there's help in your business. And this is uh, comes in two, two places. One is hiring a mentor or a coach. One is hiring team. Both are absolutely essential. I wouldn't do one without the other. I would do both, okay? I wouldn't go either or on this. I, I have found from my personal experience that I had to hire a coach and a mentor multiple times for many, many years to get my head straight and my thinking up-leveled enough to be able to maximize my life and my business. OK, because I was stuck in an old belief system and I didn't know how to do business as well as I needed to. And I still participate in mentorship and masterminding. I think it's super essential. It's just a different quality of what that relationship looks like. But it, I, I am always going to put myself in a place where I'm working with people who are further ahead of me because they know things that I don't know. So that is that is a rule of mine. I'm always going to put myself in a place where I'm learning from others. Now, the second part of that is you need help from uh, people who can do the things in your business that either are not the highest and best use of your time or they're actually better at than you. You can do it, but they're better at it. And uh that, again... The way to leverage that is when you hand it off, are you doing the needle moving work? Are you doing the work that's going to allow you to make more revenue and grow and scale? Then that will, will pay dividends, okay? Now, hiring isn't a magic wand situation. You know, we as a company have hired lots of people that don't work out. That's part of the process. And you still have to hire okay you we've also hired more people that have worked out brilliantly and sometimes they work out brilliantly for a period of time and then you know it's time for someone uh else to to play that role so there's a constant way that you need to keep up leveling and allowing yourself to do more of what you love doing whether it's in your life or your business okay and that means doing your genius work and and getting help in your life and your business so that that's what you're focusing your time on, okay? Rule number five, keep your word to yourself. This is a big deal. Most people break their word to themselves and they have really good reasons for doing it. But you have to look at your results. Did you break your word to yourself and you feel guilty about life? Okay, like my, the example of, uh, being overwhelmed in your business. Did you say that you were going to commit to doing something, but then you didn't put it on your calendar. You didn't figure out how much time it was going to take. You didn't get help with it. You didn't actually do it when the time came up because I don't know, you needed to run your, your kid's lunch to school or, uh something uh, your team member needed you or or something something that you considered more important came up that's not keeping your word to yourself okay now is there a time and a place to navigate those things absolutely however if you are not scaling at the level that you want to scale at if you're not having a a harmonized life right between work and and life there is an issue here that you're not keeping your word to yourself. So you're, you're getting clear. Let's say you've worked number one. You got clear on what done looks like for your projects and your tasks and your personal life. You worked rule number two. You know what your true rhythms are and you have made adjustments around that. Number three, you you've mapped it to your calendar. Okay, that's great. And then you get help. Okay, that's great but now you're not keeping your word to yourself. It's on your calendar, but you're blowing it off. Okay, ask me how I know. I have experienced that, okay? I know what that looks like. And here's the thing. You have to keep your word to yourself. You have to learn to be someone who does what's on her calendar, okay? And you will experience discomfort around that. You will perhaps disappoint other people. Your child who's used to you running the school lunch to school because she forgot it, is going to have to ask her friends for their apple in their lunch and won't have you able to do that anymore. You know, that might be uncomfortable to both you and her. Okay. So um, you have to experience this discomfort and not die okay? And and it generally is reactivity. And the things that you could be reactive to, to to be frank, would be more likely in your business. You know, your team asks for this, someone sends an email, you're checking email, you get a text, blah, 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 and you're in reactivity mode instead of doing the thing that's on your calendar. And you're subconscious because you have this, you've been trained to be reactive to other people. We all have, but m- women especially. Um, your subconscious is going to think you're going to die if you don't respond, you don't react. And you probably have an identity of being someone who um, is helpful and responsive and fast and all of this stuff. And you know what that, that creates? That creates an addiction to hard. And if you want work-life balance, you got to clean that up. And it requires that you start keeping your word to yourself and recognizing when you break your word and doing it differently, okay? Doing it actually differently. When, like, let's say you you react to a team member and then you, you realize what you're doing, you actually go back and you say, you know what, I'll get you that tomorrow morning or I'll get you that in an hour. And you put everything, all the notifications on on off, and you go do your thing. Okay. So you have to keep your word to yourself. And this builds such self trust. Okay. You, and, and you'll love your life if you do this. Okay. Number six here. Number six is to iterate on this whole process. That's a rule. It's not going to be perfect out right off of the bat. Two things here. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. You have to practice and play with this and iterate on it, okay? And let me explain why that is. There's two reasons. One is because there's no such thing as balance, okay? There's always, there's no such thing as work-life balance, and there's no such thing as balance in nature. You know, nature's always trying to get back into balance. That's called homeostasis. But there are shifts. It's going backwards and forwards, okay? It goes in one direction until it gets too much, and then it goes in the other direction, okay? And it's trying to find that balance. But there are always new variables that come into play, and you are finding homeostasis. But it's not like if I do these things, I am going to achieve balance, Like, that's an end state. You do not want, you're going to set yourself up for failure if you look at it like an end state. Instead, look at it like a journey, like a process, okay? And that you're going to iterate on this. Because guess what? If you're driven, if you want more for yourself, if you want to have it all, once you have the housekeeper, then you're going to want the personal chef, right? And you're going to want more. Once you make 10K a month, then you're going to want to make 20K. And then you're going to want to make 30K. And then you're going to want to make 50K. And, you know, 84K and and so on and so forth. 200K a month. You're going to keep wanting more. So as you desire more, and this is the natural state of human beings. Listen back to to past podcasts on how desire is causative. And this is part of our... um, essential nature as human beings that as you want more it's going to shift the variables the conditions of your life maybe you decide i want to spend more time with my wife or my husband and you that's going to shift the variables oh well that means that someone i need to hire someone someone else has to take this i need to change my my calendar it has to look like this right and there's a shift on how this works. Or maybe you say, I want to increase the revenue and all these new projects come into play because they they are what's going to drive the new revenue. Well, you're going to feel slightly overwhelmed until you make adjustments in the hires and, and who does what, okay? So, it's an iterative process, okay? Um, don't look at this as something that is done once, it is done again and again. If you if you perceive it that way, if you look at it that way, you are going to enjoy your work and your personal life, your professional life and your business life. Uh, I'm sorry, your professional life and your personal life so much more, okay? And have grace with yourself here, okay? Recognize that it's a learning process. This is part of thinking about, this this homeostasis, if you will, um, process as an iterative process. Have grace with yourself. That doesn't mean letting yourself off the hook for not keeping your word. It looks like acknowledging that you kept your word, but not guilting and shaming yourself. Okay, and holding yourself to a higher standard. Okay. Which means how do I better my best here? What would you do differently here? How can I, how can I actually do this better and putting that into play, executing on it, not just thinking about it and, and know that as you grow, there will always be adjustments that you need to make. Okay. So in summary, six rules to work-life balance. And now, you know, my stance on balance and it's really work life homeostasis. So uh, they look like this, but homeostasis is kind of like a heavy word, right? And it doesn't, doesn't make sense to put that out there. No, one, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want work life homeostasis. So we use work life balance, but just know that my stance on that one, get clear, know what done looks like. Okay. For all goals, tasks, relationships, everything, get clear. Number two, know your rhythms. What's, what are your energy patterns? I'm a morning person. Maybe you're a night person. Do you, does your energy go down in the afternoon? Do you like having busy days, not busy days? What are your energy, uh, your your rhythms? Map your commitments to your calendar. That's step number three or rule number three. And rule number four is get help. Rule number five is keep your word to yourself. And rule number six is iterate often. Okay. With that, I'm Amira Alvarez. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Please definitely subscribe. Give us a like, share comments, share the podcast with your friends and family and have an amazing life. Bye.